John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast for August 1918. This podcast looks at life in World War I through the letters of John Adams, who was 23 when he joined up in September 1914. He served with the 9th Service Battalion Royal Irish Fusiliers and was involved in many significant events on the Western Front, particularly Passchendaele. These are his words, read by his grandchildren and narrated by his great-grandchildren. As of this group recording in August 1918, in Belfast City Hall there's an art exhibition called Shrouds of the Somme. It is where artist Robert Hurd has hand-stitched and bound 72,396 figures, each of them depicting Commonwealth servicemen who were killed at the Somme, who had no known grave. When you see that many figures laid out beside City Hall, as has been depicted in news, and do Google it, uh, it's quite astonishing to see. And these just represent the men who died and have no graves. I remember quite vividly being out in the Western Front in 2014 with John and Roger and seeing grave after grave after grave and being quite overcome by that. These are not just stones. These are not just figures. These represent somebody who laid down their life in the First World War. This month in our letters, John Adams again has no letters home but two field postcards. And in our history section, we look at what is the beginning of the last hundred days of the First World War. My name's Mark Adams, and John Adams was my grandfather. On the 14th of August, 1918, the men of the 9th Service Battalion, Royal Irish Fusiliers, were in the trench, looking up to witness an aerial dogfight. Only 15 years before, well within the men's memory, the Wright brothers flew the first aircraft. This illustrated how far the war had progressed technologically, with 1914 being cavalry and airships, while 1918 saw the last few months with what we would recognise as modern warfare using tanks and armed airplanes. The last 100 days of the war saw a dramatic turn in the trench-soaked stalemate that had overshadowed the previous years of warfare. The Battle of Amiens on the 8th of August began this change. This would be a combined attack with 11 divisions, with British, Canadian and Australian taking part. There would be 75,000 men, more than 500 tanks, 1,900 aircraft, including French planes, and 2,000 guns. Against this formidable array, the German defences consisted of 37,000 men, 530 guns, and 369 planes. The offensive opened at 4.20am on August 8th and achieved immediate success. The troops and tanks advanced 8 miles, capturing 400 guns and causing 27,000 casualties, including 12,000 prisoners. Upwards of 12,000 German soldiers had surrendered. In Germany, this was seen as the single greatest defeat in the whole war. General Erich Londendorf, commander of the German army, wrote that our war machine was no longer efficient. Tanks were brought in during this war and at first were clumsy, slow and often broke down. August 1914 provided the Allies with an important advantage when 400 tanks were used to break through the German lines at Amiens. During this battle, 800 airplanes supported the tanks. The advance continued for three more days, but it was the troops outrunning the supplies that began to slow down the Allies. During those three days, the Allies had managed to gain 12 miles. On the 10th of August, the Germans began to pull back towards the Hedenburg line. 
This success encouraged other offence, with General Haig launching a fresh push on the Somme on 21st of August, again forcing the Germans back. On the 23rd of August, the 9th RIF were in the thick of fighting with a surprise nighttime attack on German lines, overrunning the, their objects and even capturing 11 machine guns. At dawn, in their new position, aircraft were able to draw up ammunition and give a reconnaissance of the area. The 9th RIF were believed that night and spent the next week training during the day and on work parties at night. One of these nights involved a bad gas attack. On the 29th of August, the men of the 9th RIF were relieved by the 15th Battalion Sherwood Fosters, but quickly called back with the rest of the 36th Ulster Division on the 30th to once again be positioned back in the line as the 109th Brigade resumed their advance. For us, this was the beginning of the end of the war. For John Adams, the dangers were still there and men were still dying each day, and the war was far from over. Thursday, 13th of August, 1918. Field postcard. I am quite well and am going on well. I received your letter dated 3rd of August, 1918. Letter follows first opportunity. Thursday 29th of August 1918 Field Postcard I am quite well and am going on well. I received your letter dated the 20th of August 1918. Letter follows at first opportunity. Thank you for listening to John Adams Letters from the Front podcast. To find out more about John Adams and his family, visit www.johnadams.org.uk forward slash letters and you can email us with your comments or questions at letters at johnadams.org.uk You can also follow at jadamsletters on Twitter. The history of the 9th Service Battalion at Royal Irish Fusiliers during World War I is taken from Blackers Boys. Visit them at www.9thirishfusiliers.co.uk That's with the number 9, not the letter. Podcasts will be published 100 years after the letters were written, so will be published nearly every month. This has been a Mark's Mass production. Yeah.